Welcome to Church Jams Now. Church Jams Now. That's right. The podcast where former youth group kids and current music nerds do a deep dive on Christian music from the 90s and 2000s. Guys, I'm sorry I sound so excited. I was just very excited that I got it right. You nailed it, man. I could feel it. I could feel it coming. And then I think I actually ruined it because I sounded... I loved Real it. intense. I loved it. I, I was like, honest. but every time I've like messed it up. So I did it right. So I am one of your hosts, Kylan Savage. And with me as always are Mr. TJ Smith. Hey, what's up? And our beautiful producer, Josh Olson. How's it going, everybody? Hey, if we sound a little punchy, it's because we have recorded another episode tonight. And it In went very, segments. very, very long. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're rolling, man. And this is just the beginning of, we have a whole schedule of stuff coming out. And we've got some very long <laughs> recording nights coming up. <laughs> Don't so remind me. We are coming back hard. <laughs> so if we get a little weird, you know, that's why. We love it's you, part baby. of the charm. You understand part why? Part of the charm. We love you, baby. That's right. Um, so, you know what? I'm going to hand it over to our beautiful producer, Josh. Uh, to tell us what, like what, what's our deal? What are we doing? Well, you know, I I've started a trend, I guess, where I'm picking records that are not in the '90s and 2000s. So we're going to continue that trend, but we're going to be talking about <laughs> Amberlin's new EP called Silver Line, which was released uh, July 29th of 2022. So we did this with. The new Five Iron Record, Five Iron Frenzy, new right. at the time in early 2021 when mm-hmm. they dropped a new record. We just decided, Josh, hey. were you were you officially part of the podcast when we did that? I was, and I think that was the only one I actually recorded as officially part of the podcast because you guys yeah. had already done the Sixpence one, and then you right. guys did Alien Youth and the Chariot, and then we took that big long break. Yeah, so that was like my only one, like being. Right. It's funny because involved. still in my brain, I just associate the like our sort of reboot as volume eight as cities by Anne Berlin. But I always forget about the five iron. We did two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> on the new five yes. iron records. Yes, so. we did. Yeah. Volume yeah. five. Check it out. So that was kind of a new thing. And I don't know. I feel like we'll just do that whenever the moment strikes and we feel like covering. Yeah. If it's like someone that we've covered before and they do something new. I yeah. Like and this is a big relevant. deal because. Amberlynn uh, released their last album in 2014 and then they went on a hiatus and they at the time of that hiatus they were declaring it as a farewell tour and they were pretty adamant about never coming back which everyone does now yes which we've talked about they that were before. so adamant about it which was like guys you don't need to be but they right. were so just say like we're taking a break yeah so but it's a big deal because they came back and then they started touring again but this is the first thing that they've released since Lowborn. And I'm a little upset about this, that this EP was released on July 29th, 2022. It was released eight years and one week after Lowborn. If they would have released it a week earlier, it would have been eight years to the day from their last record to their new EP. Uh, But they waited a week. Leave it to the beautiful producer to be a stickler about the dates. Vinyl production is so backed up now. It's not like they were waiting for the records because they're not getting their vinyl for months. Like, I don't understand why not just drop it and be eight years on the mark. But they did. So (laughs) anyways, it's a pretty short EP. It's five songs. So we thought it'd be fun to talk about them. They were kind of... We thought it'd be fun. We thought it'd be fun, and then we got way deep into an episode, and now it's super late, but we're going for it anyways. Because <laughs> I don't I'm know here. about y'all, I only got stronger in the weeks we were off. 
Oh, right. Yeah, I'm ready. Josh to go. is ready to go till one. I in wish the I could relate to that. <laughs> okay. Let's just do it. Okay. I first want to talk about uh this is their first release on uh Equal Vision Records. Yes. I think that's pretty cool. Equal Vision has always been a really interesting label to me. Why is that? Well, they've just like they've had a lot of bands that I like really love. Like the kind of like emo post hardcore bands that I love. I mean like Saves the Day has been on there. And and they seem to like this is a weird comparison, but sometimes to me with some of the bands that I was really stoked about, like in high school, they kind of dropped off. Uh, Equal Vision seems to me a little bit of like the Quentin Tarantino of like the way that he took like Pam Greer and John Travolta and sort of revitalized their careers. Sure. They take those bands that are like a little bit older, a little bit kind of fallen off and dust them off and make shiny new records to like, like bring no, to a whole good. new yeah Keep exactly going. so i think yeah. that's pretty cool like i've I'd, there's a lot of bands on equal vision that i've i've really enjoyed well and what's interesting about that is that bands that have come back that have been former tooth and nail bands have signed to equal vision they right. signed the juliana theory they came back they were on tooth and nail back in the day they came back they're on equal vision now when Acidies Burn did their record in 2019, oh, when right. they came back, they signed to Equal Vision. Okay. And Emery just recently re-signed with Tooth & Nail after being right. independent for yeah, a number yeah. of years, but they said that they almost signed with Equal Vision. Yeah, they so have I'm something going there, there, for them There's some kind capacity. of ethos there that, yeah, I feel like a lot of these bands that kind of like, especially in the mid-2000s, like, after being on like Tooth and Nail or even like Universal or something like, like that, like specifically like the the edgy Christian post hardcore went like super indie DIY. Uh-huh. People started like Patreons and uh-huh. stuff like that, and now a lot of these bands are kind of going back to labels. So like, I'm really curious yeah, about cool. the sort of like the details of what some of these new contracts look like. Because I mean, because of streaming and everything, the you know the record industry has changed so completely. But it mm. seems like. Uh, Equal Vision has something that a lot of these bands are looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's there, cool. There have been so many good bands on Equal Vision. Deer in the Headlights, one of my favorite bands of all time. Bear versus Shark. That's a fun one. Uh, Say Anything. Say Anything was on oh, Equal yeah, Vision for a little bit. Isley was on Equal Vision for a little bit, right? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, they yeah. Right on. Dustin, Dustin Kensrue, I think is... is oh, for his like, first solo, okay. I think, right? Yeah. Maybe if... First yep. two solos. Sound yeah. of Animals Fighting. Oh, you guys remember Sound of Animals Fighting? Uh, I could do this all day. Gatsby's American Dream. I guess I couldn't do it all day because there's a limited number uh, of bands. <laughs> you go really slowly. You could go all day. Scary Kids, Scaring <laughs> Kids, Two Tongues. Oh. Chiodos. Yeah. <laughs> Cinematic Sunrise. Wasn't that uh, the Chiodos guy? Wasn't that his other side project besides Sound of Animals Fighting? That was like his acoustic thing. That I was Craig only Owens? barely aware. Craig Owens, yeah. I think I remember seeing them on MySpace. Nice. Portugal the Man used to be on there. Oh, oh really? Hit it big. Huh. Yeah, it says on their Wikipedia, it's like past bands. Portugal the Man, active with Atlantic Records. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> Ouch. We know. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> All right, we ready to jump right into it? Let's go for it. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's talk about the album art. Yes. I hate it. It's the worst. It's the worst album art of the year. Hands down. It's so is stupid. It, is it's it just worst. me or is it a little like 
insinuous. Okay, this is what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Kind of is. What, what do you see? It's like, because it's abstract, right? And I, I wanted to say. know. I wanted to, well, no, you have to say because I can't no. be the only horny one on the podcast because, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I felt no. like when I saw it, I was like, I'm sure, like, and I was talking to my wife about that, and I was like, I'm going to ask them kind of what they think, and she's like, well, Josh probably knows what it's supposed to be because he's Josh, <laughs> and I was like, it's like real Freudian, like I'm real horny looking at it. <laughs> Not not to say that it makes me horny. I'm just saying that my interpretation of it. <laughs> it sounds very Freudian. Okay. Yes, right? Okay. So what yep. do you guys see? Please tell me. I'm not yep. alone. TJ, what do you see? You got to tell me. I mean, there's like a buff dude with his shirt off. Yes. Okay. And he's got like long hair. And then yes, it's maybe like a romance cover, right? Like, like a female like, body sort of laid on top of his i don't know yes where she is looking up and kissing and he's got like his like pecs and his strong arms and And, it looks like a romance novel arm around her like yes she's got long hair and and ribbons i would hope okay so i'm not the only horny one josh is gonna tell us it's like oh no it's meant to be the signal pattern from a 1957 fender amp into a compressor or something so. please tell me that no i would Josh. have recognized that first thing. okay <laughs> i i don't have anything concrete i just had speculation or like what people have said okay someone said that it is a picture of like a flame and has like some effects on it and stuff like that so and i could kind of see that maybe? have you ever seen flames in your life i don't I don't know. These are the horniest flames Does I've ever seen. Does a flame have like a peck and like a... There's a pronounced nipple and the There's flame. a nipple right. there. Like... Hashtag nipple flame. We didn't talk about poop, but we talked about oh, nipples. Yes, we did. No. But then I've also heard that it's an AI-generated artwork. Of course it is. I That's don't know that if I, that actually that. is, but... So I, I don't know. Those are the best things that I've heard, but... Like, is Anne Berlin going It's like, not great. Like I hate sexual it. But, I don't, okay, Amberlynn's always like worked with Jordan Butcher, who does great artwork, and right. this is not a Jordan Butcher level of artwork. So I have no idea. I hate it. I hate everything about it. Nate, the drummer's real artsy, so maybe he's like, in the time that we've been off, oh, I got real into what? art. So <laughs> it does feel maybe. like like you saying like AI generated art. It's got that. It's got that kind of vibe. Yeah. It, is it weird that it makes me think of um, Fabio? Prometheus? No, no. It's got that not, kind of color scheme, yeah. and you the, know, you know, the Alien franchise has some exactly has some inherent horniness. Yes, too, underneath Thank the you. surface. There's some like Geiger phallic. Yeah, horniness. it's like Ridley Scott's Wet Dream. Yeah, I could talk I about know. sexual themes in movies all day, but let's move on to track number one: <laughs> Two Graves. I have a question. Do you guys want my honest thoughts, or Get do it. we want to talk about it a little bit and then I'll no, give my no, no, just... oh, no, go for it. Uh, I love the intro. This was probably my favorite thrice B side I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> what era That's thrice? So good. Uh, I mean, like uh, the what's the one with the mountains after major to be minor. everywhere? Yeah, I don't like his voice for this kind of music. I like this kind of music. It feels real heavy. 
Uh, it's pretty cool. The whole time, it's I just so wish heavy. I wish it was Dustin Kensrue singing it. Man, I'd be down uh, for that. Uh, he does this kind of yelly thing throughout a lot of it, which works mm-hmm. better. Uh, the overblown drums are super rad. The kind of like glitchy, like super gated drums. Mm-hmm. But right, uh, let's listen to this and think of Dustin Kensrue. It'd be so good. It'd be so good. I was kind of bored with Stephen Christian singing it. This is something that I felt about this track and track five. His vocal stylings on this type of music is a very weird combination. I don't know how I feel about it. It leaves me very unsettled. Right. It's not bad. Like I'm not. I I can't. I can't establish an opinion. I'm right. just very unsettled about the whole thing. It's not. Spoiler alert. This is my favorite song on the EP. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> it also, there were moments, there were almost like metal moments that reminded me of like. Thrice? Mid. No, like, <laughs> like almost like Under Oath. Like, like right. softened Under Oath. Uh-huh. It's that Florida, the Florida. I love this like kind of music. Vox yeah. Instead of like. Josh. Low This is what you got. And, Man, yeah, I I wasn't really feeling this one too much either. This re- they released this as a single back in 2021, and I like Heavy Amber Lynn. There have been heavy songs that they've done in the past that I really enjoy, especially on like Vital in 2012. But this one, I wasn't terribly taken in with it. It's grown on me a little bit more. As a single, I didn't really care. Now that in context of the EP, I like it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I like when it gets to the bridge. That's where I think things get really cool. I think probably that fits Steven's voice better of kind of bringing things down. can have a little more sonic fun stuff happening. I do like that on this song and a couple songs on the record, they have Christian, uh, their rhythm guitarist singing, which I don't know if I'm misremembering, but I don't really, I can't really remember a time on the record where I've heard him singing. singing, Obviously he does a lot of vocal parts live of backing up Steven and doing trade-offs and stuff like that. But this was, I think the first time at least that I could remember being like, Oh, that's Christian actually singing on a record. That's cool. Right. So I like having that dynamic in there. I think I do. I actually do think the song is really good. I do think it would be way better if it was a thrice song, but that doesn't take away from the song. It's really <laughs> I would like good. To hear that. Right. Like the, just his melodies yeah. and stuff too, just felt very reminiscent of, Thrice and the kind of breakdown, like it feels weird for Anne Berlin to like get this kind of heavy. Not that they yeah. don't get heavy, but this specific kind of heavy felt weird. But I was here for it. Um, I do love how he pushes his voice. We talked about that in our cities episode that we always keyed in on. Anytime he, he does like the, that, his yelly yes. things, yeah, I'm and he here does for it, it at the end. Mm-hmm. And obviously, That's I love great. that. Yeah, yeah, cool. You ready to move on to track number two? Nothing lost. This feels like classic Amberlynn. It feels a little more the Amberlynn that I know. That's exactly what I wrote about this song, and that's literally all I wrote about this song. I wrote this feels like classic Amberlynn. I'm a little bored. Ooh. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I just like, it's hard. I I fully recognize this, and I recognize, and part of I'm not trying to be an asshole, and I know I'm <laughs> kind of tired because we've been talking for a really long time. Go on. <laughs> 
It, it, it's hard when you're a band for a long time. <laughs> to, wait, wait, no, no, no. I'm, I'm being, I'm being completely serious here. No, it's, I just it, love it's, that intro. It's, it's, <laughs> it's hard to find that balance of like continuing, like keeping the kind of sound that your fan, your initial fans were drawn to, while appealing to a wider audience and grabbing more fans, and also just from a creative musical standpoint, evolving and doing things that you find interesting and exploring ideas that you find interesting. 100%, and that's my biggest problem with the CP, and we'll get into that later. Hmm. But I totally agree. I t- that is a challenge. That is a, that is a, a valid, like challenge for a band like Amberlynn yeah. especially that's this been around just, for a while. It, it, this feels like 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 I said like classic like never take friendship personal mm-hmm. or cities mm-hmm. era but with a little bit of that like major label sheen that they kind of got that kind of made me drop off with them after like on the new surrender right Josh mm-hmm. is the one that has the remake of feel good drag feel good drag that doesn't that feels super boring compared it's, it's to the bad original drag. Um, maybe I just like a little, a little more rough around the edges. Like Like we talked about that with like, are we all forgotten Uh, with Mm -hmm. paper root? Yeah. Josh, go ahead and defend this song. Good luck. Wow. Okay. Dang. <laughs> no pressure. That's funny. Okay. Cause... You're just coming off the high of, of the Larry Norman where we're I like, am. we love this. This <laughs> yes, is the best everything record ever. I suggest you guys love. I suggested this one too. <laughs> no. Luck. Though this was okay. Cause they released the first and the last song as singles early on and i wasn't mm-hmm. too crazy about them so i went into this ep not expecting to really be into it and then this song came on and i was like oh all right i'm intrigued now and then later on the record that only magnifies wow. so i was like all right i think it does sound like classic Anne Berlin, but i think they're introducing a lot of new elements to it like i love the warpy distorted drum sound in the verses mm-hmm. like there's a lot there's of a cool, lot of like production drum, happening. There's yes. a lot of cool mm-hmm. drum stuff going on through quite a bit of this EP. There's a lot of drum stuff I have problems with. We will get into, but Ooh, all right. Uh, there's some cool, interesting drum glitchy, overblown kind of things that they do, which is cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this isn't like I don't. I think this is like on the incline to be like okay, they're they're going somewhere. I think that's going to be really cool. But this isn't like my favorite song on the record. But I think it was like starts taking us to a place that at least I really enjoyed. Right. Oh, I will say another great bridge. I really like the bridge of this one, how it really opens up and kind of gets like groovy. And then uh, shout out to Dion. It starts with him like on bass. There is some sweet, sweet bass on this. He is pretty famous for playing a white Fender Jaguar bass. Right. I also have a white Fender Jaguar bass, so I got to like... That's the only reason... That's the only yeah, reason yeah. you like the CP. Aesthetic, <laughs> no. aesthetic instrument I'm choices. Like, wow. <laughs> it's a rare bass until you're like, he's rocking that thing. Like, good for him, you know? Me and him. Humble brag. Well, yes, I have a fair. rare bass, too. <laughs> I did like this song. Uh, even with being a little bored, um, I like it more than the middle part. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, I don't know if you guys can tell, by the way, I'm kind of shying away from the mic or my... <laughs> Body language. Let's talk about track number three. That was a TJ move right there. Uh-huh. Body language. Mm-hmm. 
did this song title inspire the artwork perhaps who knows probably that would make sense i didn't put that connection together no i think you're dead on i i think when i played this on my phone i just put a piece of tape over where the artwork was because i hated it (laughs) (laughs) a lot of effort to go to so this feels more in line with the granted not very much but the Amberlin that i've listened to like more of their later stuff this feels more in line with the way they were kind of progressing from that the real kind of like 80s inspired like phil collins gated drums and the Mm. real simple synth lines and stuff like that sort of like chuggy tears for fears kind of synth and stuff this song is too long (laughs) (laughs) it is the longest on the record on the ep oh i know i'm very aware <laughs> I'm said sorry. the guy who like, loved the six minute song from the last album. But we that covered. one wasn't boring. That wasn't six minutes of boring. This uh, is no. six minutes of boring. I, you don't I like the it. groove and the mood of it? No. No. <laughs> no, Kylan, I was also Stone so cold. bored. I was so bored. It's like I, I think you're right, Josh. I think there is like a a connection between the album art and this track. It's kind of sexy. It's kind of reminiscent of like that. But 80s it feels very eighties, yeah. Thing. Oh, and, very 80s. And yeah. I was bored by that. I it's like let's let the 80s be the 80s. And that's that's something that like I'm not just I'm not just critiquing Amberlynn like I think that's a modern pop move. I think mm-hmm. I think modern pop like I was in Nashville working on my record last year and all of the musicians down there are like doing this thing. Not all, but a lot of them. And I was so bored by it to be honest. Right. And I think it's a I think it's a wave that we're experiencing. I think it's like a phase of music that's like hearkening back to that. And I'm like, okay. It's like not everything has to be Depeche Mode. Right. There were other 80s bands. <laughs> that is true. Speaking of Depeche Mode, the guitar line that comes in on the bridge is very, very reminiscent of Enjoy the Silence, mm-hmm. which Amberlynn also covered on their 2007 Lost Song. They record. do like their, yeah, nice. they do. They also cover The Promise on that, which I like their cover of The Promise. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Listening to it right now, I'm grooving with it a little more. I think I was just yes, in Larry Norman mode this last week. You know, like I wasn't <laughs> in the mood. And we've talked yeah. about that, about how my opinions are changed. Like, I think if this record had sure. hit me at a different time, maybe a week before and actually on the anniversary, <laughs> I would have felt different. I think I was just feeling the like super 70s stuff. So then the like faux 80s kind of Pseudo thing came 80s in. Happened. I was like, yeah, I don't like. It like hit you in a weird way. Well, this is definitely a love letter to the 80s because we have the Depeche Mode, the line where he says, silence and love will tear us apart, which is a reference. Joy Division. Yep. 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 Yes. So I was like, okay, that's obviously on purpose. And I get it. But it also just made me want to just go listen to Joy Division. Exactly. (laughs) That's it. That's the problem with a lot of this. I think what TJ was saying too, like a lot of bands are doing this. It's like I feel like a lot of TV shows and stuff are doing that too, with like homages to like. Why do we need to regurgitate something that already happened? That's a conversation. Yeah, that's a whole conversation for a different time. But it does. But we just can make state me... it. We right. Can exactly. State exactly. It exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. It doesn't quite. For um, me personally, it doesn't quite fly with an EP from a band that is like a early aughts band in 2022. That's like a weird move. Right, but also I understand the hypocritical nature of this because yeah, I'm working on a. 70s directly 70s inspired country western record so and if you can commit to that i can respect it just like i can respect this move but i can't appreciate it i get that artistically 
Oh my God. I don't know. Okay, but as I'm saying on this, Josh, I will say right now, we're playing the song in the background as we're talking about it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm vibing on it. It's a good like background it's got song. That, yeah. It's got it's a good got groove in there. I can feel that. It's almost like I used to think of Amberlynn as like an artistic band that I would be like, I really want to delve into this musically. And this music is like background party music that I can appreciate. Right. And those are two different things in my mind. I wonder if I had just kind of had this on a couple times in the background, but I went straight in listening to it critically. Mm-hmm. And okay. You know, right. I wonder that's how that sort of affected. That's true. So I definitely had it on the background and I think it was way easier to kind of just get locked into that. Kind of get and into like it. The melodies yeah. And I like didn't do that. I went going. right in first time listening to it was like a few days ago and went right in with like, okay, I'm taking notes. And then... Same. I think the song stands out a little bit in that it is very much like it feels long. like an anchor in... <laughs> yes, that is long. <laughs> I, love, I love long songs. I'm notorious for it, so I'll stand by it. Good for uh, you, it feels like an anchor in Braille song, which is Stephen Christian's side project, especially yeah. like his mm. last two records have leaned very heavily on the electronic 80s like kind pop. of sound. Yes. Okay. But well, I think that this one is a little bit... And, are there aspects of those that I like, but overall, like, I'll get into them for a time, but then, like, they're not stuff like revisit. But I think having the musicianship and the talent of the rest of the band gives this enough support to make it, like, really work. Mm. That makes sense. I get that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. I really like it. This cool. it's this song, this is my second favorite on the record. But cool. I really like this one, just getting into it, digging into it. Sweet. So I'm liking it more as we listen to I just, like I said, I, I, I'm not intentionally trying to be an asshole. I think there is something to be said about doing your first listen to this, like, critically. And it just didn't, like, I just wasn't feeling the vibe when it came out. You know what I mean? Like, if we talk about this again in, like, six months, I may, like, love it. You know what I mean? But yeah. current context, you know, I, I, not that any of you guys are asking, but for my opinion. But here's track number four, Asking. DJ, you're, you're falling behind. We're I know. All over I'm, the puns. I'm, yeah. I'm taking your job over here. I like that you're taking over in that regard. I don't. It's a lot of fun to watch you do it. Uh, I wrote, okay, Stranger Things. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first thing I wrote was ethereal synthetic elements. Whoa. I wrote, is this vaporwave? I don't understand vaporwave because I'm old now. <laughs> yeah. This feels like what I would expect vaporwave to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. What is that? This. It's like a subgenre, right? It's like yeah. it's SoundCloud oh, chill, it? it's, chill yeah. vibe electro. It's like oh. modern 80s electronica. Gotcha. Vaporwave. It's like, it's like lo-fi, but 80s right. style. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah, like lo-fi, lo-fi. So out of it. Hip-hop and rap to study and relax to. <laughs> right. Chill, chill vibes to study chill, and yeah. relax to. But this is like a ballad, though, which is interesting. It's like... It is that, and it's a kind of a ballad. I don't know. I was trying to figure it out the whole time, and I don't. I don't know if I ever did. So this is what ultimately I think kind of bummed me out about this EP. They do a good job of like of building this song, uh, and it does like start to get kind of full band towards the end and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I feel like maybe because the last song was so long, 
I just personally have a problem with like I get so bummed out when bands have specifically like super good guitarists and super good drummers and then do super go, boring like, electronic pop. songs. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it like bums me out. And it's like frustrating. It's like I you're not it. using everything you have and because you can do electronic music, but mm-hmm. like have guitar solos or yeah. like bring in some more drum elements or something, but it yes. just feels, it feels like a slap in the face. Of it absolutely like, is. Like it's that these elements don't feel important to whatever the ultimate creative vision is. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, why? And that's, like I said, it's like, it feels, it feels like they're caving to like, not peer pressure, but like popular opinion. Like this is right. what people like. This is what the kids like. So let's do this. And I'm not trying to project that on. Well, them, it's but I'm like, wondering it's if like, that's happening. Yeah. I don't know. Like, but it's like, know. you have someone like Nate Young. Yeah. And it feels yeah. like on this record, it feels like like using a Ferrari to solely drive your kid to daycare. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like you yes. have this like this powerhouse of a drummer who doesn't really get much of an opportunity to like do what he does and what I love for him to do. And, you know, maybe he's getting older. Maybe he just doesn't want to do that, and that's valid. <laughs> but he's like, I'm I get retired, that. guys. Let the drum machine take over. Yeah, like your knees hurt after a while. So like, I get it, but that's what I said later because just my overall thoughts of it. I was like, I miss Joey shredding. Like, right? This, he's yeah. like obviously Nate is an amazing drummer, but Joey's also a phenomenal. That's why I was saying like bring the guitar like, and the drums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Like it's that that is missing. I like what they're doing on this, but yeah, it does. It almost feels like they're not in the band. Exactly. For this record. It's like exactly. they made this without them because yes. they're like. Where's no, Nate and Joey just letting loose like we know they right. can? Like it does, it does feel like because of that, it feels. I mean, kind of like you said, like with the last song, felt like an anchor and braille song. Right. It just feels like it like could a be a Stephen Christian project. solo yep. record. It doesn't feel like a cohesive Anne Berlin project to me. Yeah, it's almost like the first two songs, maybe, or even the first, like mm-hmm. one, two, and five are. Right, and the other two are like fillers, like trying to create. Yeah, they, those feel more like Stephen. Like, oh, to I be had fair song though, I'm looking that... at plays on Spotify, and tracks three and four have way less because they're doing that like than everything else. Different thing, yeah. Let me tell you, tracks three and four; those are all plays for me <laughs> from <the> <laughs> <songs>. <laughs> all right, because all right. track four is my favorite on this EP. Interesting. Okay. I cool. love it. Cool. So yes, you, you're no. a big Vaporwave fan, huh? I guess I am. <laughs> I discovered that today. You're studying and relaxing all day, I, Josh. I am. I am. But just, yeah, I love how groovy it is. How many times have I said that word on this episode? Groovy, I don't man. have the words for it, but the way that it builds in like the last minute and a the half build of this is song cool. it is, is pretty cool. so good. The, it like. It's just so satisfying. It does feel and like that's where Nate like comes out. Like, oh, there's Nate. Yes, he finally shows up. Agreed. Yes, this feels like a good final track on a full record, like a full mm. Anne Berlin record. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, it'd yes. be a great closer for a full album. Yeah, I I did like the crunchy bass like saw synth thing mm-hmm. that shows up at that point. That was really cool. It fills out the sound, kind of holds the low end down. Yeah, so my whenever I first listened to this EP, I was like, first track, okay, that's fine, whatever. I heard it as what I expected. Second track, I'm like, oh, they're going somewhere cool with this. And then like 
it's all the ramp ups. Like third track, I was like, oh, I'm digging this too. I like that they brought it down, but it's really going good. And then like track four, just like even takes it higher. So yeah. I was all for it. I love track three, especially going track three into track four, which is my favorite. So I'm which glad is great. I love that does. we're getting such different opinions <laughs> on this. But also, I think that speaks to probably like we also talked about like we can't kind of fell off with Amberlynn. Amberlynn at, at different places, yeah, at different yeah. places. Yeah, but true. I came back with Amberlynn at their 2012 album. That one mm, won me back, right. and yeah, so right. then and that, so is a that one, and then Lowborn. Lowborn's kind of hit or miss, but the Sonic route they decided to take for this EP is directly following what they started with Vital in 2012 and Lowborn in 2014. So mm. like I got one back with that sound in 2012. So right. oh, that cool. makes sense that I'm more Well, that's into what I was kind of saying, the kind of like 80s synth kind of thing. Like I haven't listened to much of the newer Anne Berlin, but I like I've watched a couple of music videos, heard a couple of singles, things like that. And this seems kind of more in line with the progression of yeah. the band from that era. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is I was kind of thrown off because of tracks 1 and 2. Which um, it'll be interesting to see since this is just an EP. Like, is this the direction they're going, or is they this do like, like a full album? Just kind of get this out and then yes, and then go somewhere new as a band for their next full length or something right. like that. So. Yeah, yeah. But guys, at this point, I feel like we're just talking and talking in circles. So <laughs> let's just go ahead and move on to track number five. Circles. Wow. Have it's you done it for fair. every one on this? Except the first one, I think. Oh, okay. I'm just giving you all kinds of space. I don't know. The, these have been like pretty well set up for it. It's yeah. been pretty easy to do it. So here we go. Last track, Circles. forgot to write notes stream of conscious go <laughs> i i'll say the the production on this to me is my favorite it's very lush it's very full there's a lot going on super interesting also feels like stranger things to me that's true especially the beginning everything feels like stranger things now after that's true i haven't watched season four yet by the way you haven't oh you no. gotta see it Ooh. You gotta see it i know but yeah I, I i thought the production on this was in my opinion this was the best production on the whole ep Okay. I think I can get behind that. There's so much happening. There's like that low robotic vocal double. There's the children's vocals. This was released as a single. They have a music video for this, right? This is the one they did the music video for? Maybe it is, but it was their second single. And this was the one that really ushered in like, oh, we're dropping an EP. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's the right choice for that move. Like it's, it's very bold. It's a bold song. Yeah, I think you're right with that production, TJ. I think on some of Two Graves, I don't feel like it didn't hit hard enough no. for what I was wanting production-wise, but I think this one does, it hits in all the right places where it's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. The drum and riff hits on... It's at, super good. It's like one one fifteen or something. It's really groovy. Uh, there's like a lot of catchy riffs that happen like in between, like little melodic ideas that happen in between sections that i really like there's a descending piano line that's really nice i don't know there's a lot to love about this song that's true i don't but i'm glad that there is a lot too no i'm teasing i'm teasing (laughs) i really i do like this song a lot i'm getting tired and hungry (laughs) (laughs) jewish aunt is about to come out i will say this song reminded me of emory this feels like the question or like i'm just a man 
era Emery. Hmm, like if you replace the vocalist, I feel like this song could have been an Emery song in a good way. Like that's like right, right. I could see like especially some of those low hitting like yeah, I yeah. Could, I could see that. Hmm. Yeah. So this is a vaporwave thrice Emery B side <laughs> EP. Totally. Well, and they kind of borrow from like I feel like that trope in rap now where you do like the random like lower pitch vocals like in your verses or like uh, yeah. stuff like they do mix that in a little bit like it's not like yeah it's mixed in with steven's voice so he's like saying a line in that lower octave voice says it with him as well i'm assuming it's his voice pitched down or whatever mm. so it's like i feel like they're borrowing from that which at first i kind of like chuckled that but i'm like I I like it for what I it, think it works. Sonically. I think it yeah. works. Yeah, I I would love to talk about that if if we don't mind taking a little tangent. Who who did that first, genre wise? Like not not specific artist, but like like the low because like low pitch down. Yes, because to my awareness, that was like a weird like it, like a weird indie rock thing. Like there were all these like indie rock bands that were doing that really? before I understood that rap was doing that. But that's because. My awareness of rap is limited. I don't want to put you on the spot, but can you name any specific? So I think the Killers did that. I think uh, Matt and Kim did that at one point, which maybe they were vibing on rap because I feel like they're they, they they're kind of like I think it was rock, in the hip hop world before because you had like like totally. Amelie from Little Wayne's. Or what is that? The the Carter Three. Uh-huh. I think it was. I mean, was that, that was like two thousand five, two thousand six. Okay, maybe so I could predate. I feel like Arcade Fire did that a little bit on like Neon Bible, hmm. which I was 07. I didn't know that was a thing in the indie world. Yeah. yeah. And and I've always associated that idea with bands like that. Like Yeasayer really popularized that for me personally. Right. And I love the way they utilize that effect. A lot of my production choices with my music has been informed by them and like Arcade Fire and Phoebe Bridgers. I think it was kind of. I think it was all kind of concurrent. Bright eyes, man. bright eyes did a right. lot of that early on, like Cassidy. I think it was all right. I think it was all kind of concurrent, man. I think uh, because you know what? I I'm really curious it, about that. That's I think I it asked. kind of coincides less with genre and more with the availability of uh, digital Production recording technology. Hmm. Yes, you know, like Agreed. being able to like finally rather because if you think about it, having to do that on tape. Mm-hmm. Of like really tricky to do it to pitch down on tape you have to slow down the speed at which it's played so then you have to like think about figuring out timing of like how, how f- you have to like sing to it faster speed. specifically yeah. for a take like that whereas yes. with like pro tools or ableton live you can just literally like transpose down and keep sure. timing you know so so i think yeah maybe it's less genre and more more digital recording technology right evolving I, I know we don't have an answer for it, but I'm just so curious as to like who's the first person to be like, I'm gonna do this and then it became sort of like a noted right popularized concept in their song or No, it was Jumpin' Joe like, Jackson in uh nineteen eighty six in the song Dreamin' Big Girls Fine. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, no Kevin. 1986, yeah. I do know that that is when the Smiths on Big Mouth Strikes Again did the pitched up vocals, hey, but I go. don't know anything about who did the first pitched down vocals. Not that I'm saying the, pit, the Smiths the Jones. did the first pitched up. It was the Jones. Oh, the Smiths the Smith and the Jones are always trying to keep up with each other. Uh, guys, <laughs> do you know what a cashew looks like? 
No, I just I loved that. I thought it was. Really, I think that's really cool. cool. No, I, do think I that's enjoyed really cool that. On I, this song, I, I, I just so. don't have much more to contribute. And I like the <laughs> I'm running out of tangent steam. you took us down, DJ. I did. Thanks. I did enjoy it. I thought it was relevant. But I then I gave my <laughs> jumping Joe Jackson uh, <laughs> thing, and I think that's my cue to leave. I quit, guys. <laughs> oh, hey, I didn't quit in oh, the Larry Norman episode. Hey. First one. <laughs> I was too goddamn excited about that record. <laughs> I couldn't quit after that. But now, after this EP... You can quit. I think I'm busy next week. We'll see you later, man. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Um, okay. I think it was a flop for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to give it another chance. That's the thing. I think I'm going to you know, put it on the car a couple times. I'm going to give it the time and space I think it, it deserves because there is some really cool production stuff on there. Nice. Uh, and I'll let you guys know maybe at a later date if my mind changes. I, I respect Anderlin enough to do that. You know what I mean? Like I'm not just like, like I hope I hope that comes across that I'm not just like this sucks. It's a flop. Like there there <laughs> there's enough there, and like I think there's enough interesting stuff there with the record. That and you respect them enough to be like, if you guys are doing this, there's probably a good reason why you're doing this. Right? So yeah, that's the thing. I think maybe, maybe I don't. I don't. Me. I don't yeah. understand all the choices, but then again, I don't have to. You know what I mean? So we'll see if they come out. Like, we'll definitely cover a new album. If they do a new album, and I'm really curious to see kind of where they go. I'll go ahead and weigh in. Uh, this EP flops for me because, like I told you all in the Cities episode, I kind of fell off with them on at, after Never Take Friendship Personal. A band for me that I was really mostly into through 2005 2006 and then i kind of stopped listening to them it's hard for me to get back into them for an ep right. in 2022 so it's no it's not personal you know we were never friends Anne berlin but i hope you don't take it personal hey but that's not to say that it's not a cool ep i think i think i like i really do like that last track circles is for cool. sure would the I last track you think sort of be the silver line ning that uh, would be the, of the silver EP. lining, <laughs> and not to talk in circles, but um, but I did really like it, so uh, I could bop that song. Yep. So Josh, unless you flop it, that's two graves, two flop <laughs> graves for the silver line EP. Let's not get too physical about it. Uh, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm I'm just thinking about my assessment, and now I'm thinking I'm asking myself, did I take this too far? You know. <laughs> is it, it, do I need to take it easy? Uh, I'll go easy on you, guys. All right, okay. It's okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. The margin between that is paper thin. <laughs> well, I wish. Maybe you just wish me Godspeed and send me on my way. <laughs> yeah, look, we all come from different backgrounds, different cities. That's fine. Uh, all right, fiend. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna dismantle y'all's assessment of this record and right, repair it. Did it? Okay. Into- okay. I'm just now realizing though the cities episode was our most was our most pun heavy episode. It was the pun punniest episode. So okay, today. I like that we're keeping that going. All right, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean it. I didn't Everyone mean to. Puns. Wow, I was building up great there, and, <laughs> and I know it's fine. I'm sorry. Let's do it again. As I was saying, I'm going to dismantle y'all's flops and repair them into bops. Ooh. And I think the thing with me is I went into this EP going in with kind of low expectations, being like. I don't know. I wasn't too crazy about the singles, so and I'll just throw it on just to see. And I don't know. I started just in very passive listening, so maybe that's the key here. Just that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. But, 
Uh, but yeah, the first two singles didn't really wow me, but then all the middle stuff that y'all hated, I really liked. So interesting. Cool. I think that's just probably if depending on what you got into and out of with Amberlynn in yeah. their career. So I mean, hello, you're alone in that, but I'm glad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dang, that was good. No, that's right. I'll, it's fine. I'll be a self starter if I have to be. <laughs> Stranger <laughs> things have happened. Oh, so. my God. oh my God. Well, I need to go take a feel good drag of cigarette you need to take a cashew poop audrey start the revolution i'm out this has been church jams now uh thanks for joining us on this journey (laughs) i forgot the word journey for a second yeah thank you guys so much we will see you next time follow us on twitter and instagram church jams now we also have a patreon patreon.com slash church jams now podcast where we're doing more deep dives into other stuff uh currently We've got all three of us, uh, our origin stories, our superhero or villain origin stories, just where we kind of interview each other and talk about what's up. Uh, so if there's nothing else from all of us here, the CJN crew, may all your favorite bands stay together. Peace out, my Peace prayers. out, my prayers. And if they don't stay together, may they go on a farewell tour, swear they'll <laughs> never come back together, and then a few years later, immediately get back together, tour again. <laughs> Do some live stuff and on. then come back with an EP on the Equal Vision. <laughs> At this point, with all the like label changing and and farewell tours, there's just been so much time and confusion. I just like don't even know what to think anymore. <laughs> I think so good. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm done.